12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. to episode 11 of Unquiet Blood Hellfire, a game of Vampire 5e. I am your GM, Mac Beauvais, and I have some players with me. Let's start with Wes. Hello, I am Wes Otis, and I am playing Simon Vance, who has a lot of different things going on in his life, and they all could be coming to a quick end in this car. Hello, I am Pooja, playing Malice. And, you know, I'm just really ready to get done with this so that we can get to the important part of the everything, which is the performance. Hey, I'm Michelle, and I'm playing Blanca Santos. And, uh, you know, she's just, she kind of, she wants it to open. She wants, she wants the club to open. She wants to do a little more magic. That's just her thing. Hello, uh, I am playing Trix Pool, and, well, she has... Uh, unwillingly become quite a cataclysmic force within this story uh, <laughs> more than she anticipated. And so we will see how this goes. Indeed. Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now on with the show. And speaking of how things go, let's talk a little bit about last time. You all got an address for Julia, Trix's mother, and went to said apartment. And there were cameras, and Julia was prepared, popped up on a computer screen talking to Trix, and hinted that maybe she would murder some people, which she did, which were both of Trix's roommates that were dumped and left outside of the unopened Hellfire Club. Some digging around was done in the apartment and a book was uncovered, a sort of black address book that included Niven's address. There was also the location of where Dahlia Rosier lives because they've been apparently trying to find her as well. And Dahlia Rosier is the head of the Sokar company, the parent company of Hellfire. And you all decided to go to her house and went up the driveway after the gate was opened for you. And that's where we're going to pick up. So you all drive up this excessively long driveway up to the house. And as you go, you see there are some guards out on the premises with guns. They don't appear to be vampires. They're probably ghouls. And you get up to a very opulent looking mansion at the top of this hill. It is nicer than probably any of you could hope to afford on your meager undead stipends. And there's more guards, armed guards, when you get up there waiting for you to exit the car. Can we do a awareness check if uh, there's just imminent danger, I guess, uh, from these? Oh, there's, there's imminent danger. I'll tell you that much. Can I do my heightened senses? Sure. Okay. So it's wits and resolve. Okay. And while she's doing that, was there something else, uh, tricks that you wanted to do yourself as well? Something you're looking for? Mm, not, I, yeah, I think it's too early. It's too early to know. I was just like, it's like, you know, are they going to shoot us right now? Is, <laughs> I think it's my Yes, it's going to be a very short uh, episode. Everyone's question. dead. Yeah. <laughs> do we need to dodge <laughs> immediately? That, that's where I'm at. <laughs> 
Um, I got a six, a seven, an eight, and two nines. Oh my goodness, you are heightened as fuck. You can tell that these guards are definitely all ghouled. Okay. There don't appear to be any vampires like immediately around you, but you can tell that with a role that successful that there is a very old power here, though, that is vampiric, which you can only assume is Dahlia. But even from outside the mansion seems to be radiating a certain amount of power. That's that's old. (laughs) I'm assuming you all get out of the vehicle. Yeah. 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 Uh, as we're approaching, I turn to Blanca. I'm like, do you sense any, like, magical traps or something? Um, I don't sense any magical traps, but I can tell you, Dahlia's probably even older than we think she is. Holy shit. Oh, good. Yeah, there's a lot of power here. If uh, we can get her on our side, that'd be great. Well, we're on her side, so, you know, <laughs> she's she's got to listen, at least. I just cross my fingers very uh, <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> Are we going to approach the front door? Is, I'm assuming there's just like a massive front door or something. There is a security force. Uh, she's got a big gun and just looks at you all very suspiciously and says, you will submit to a search. And before you get too far, a woman steps out in front of you. Put up my hands and walk forward. Yep, me too. I have nothing to hide. They do the full pat down looking for any kind of weaponry that you might have, which I don't think anybody is carrying anything right now. I mean, I probably still have my... So I at least usually have a little little pistol on my my ankle and uh, usually something sharp on my waist. Well, unless you fight them, they're going to confiscate those items. I'll give it up willingly. Because uh, I think this can be done peacefully, I'm hoping. Also very tired from setting fires. Setting fires is very tiring. <laughs> it is. It is. So much energy, literally. <laughs> and as you finish being searched, they direct you towards the door, which opens. You see a young man standing at the doorway. He's got a digital pad of some sort and is making notations and almost doesn't even look up at you when you all approach. My name is Roger. I oversee all of Miss Rosier's affairs. She will be meeting with you shortly in the library. So if you will all follow me, I will lead you there. Again, like the inside of this place is as opulent as the outside. And you can tell that a lot of the pieces in here are Antiques would be a kind word. They're older than that. Everything is originals. There's nothing in here that looks like a replication of paintings or sculpture or anything. It's all just immaculate. When you go into the library, it's the same thing. There are books upon books upon books. Everything is first editions. If you look at it carefully, you can tell that the books have been organized by age. So it actually goes from the oldest books that that she has through to the more new contemporary stuff just by looking at the bindings on everything. It's obvious that she's not only a collector, but probably a pretty voracious reader at this point, too. And there's burning fire in the fireplace and plush chairs, and Roger leaves you there in the library. I just say, wow, the library, as long as there's not a candlestick or a lead pipe, I think we'll we'll be okay. (laughs) Indeed. Do we have a game plan? I'm kind of lost, to be honest. At this point, hope she sees reason. I mean, in this case, we are actually just fully on her side. One of us should definitely take the lead in in talking, either probably Malice or or Blanca. The reason I say that is because... Notes for Ratu are not always the the best spokespeople, and well, I think that tricks you're you're good at a lot, but I don't think that this would be a good spot for you to jump in. So yeah, we can we can talk to her. I think that uh, I mean she's got to listen to reason, right? I mean reason or not, it's purely self preservation. It'll also be interesting to find out how much she already knows because it's 
as wonderful as our investigative skills have been so far, uh, we had come to the house of an ancient, and none of us get that way by being stupid. That sounds persuasive enough. As you all sit there, there is almost a hum, but it's not an audible hum that you feel going through you, and it just, it makes all the little hair stand up on your body, like they're being too close to an electrical box. There's sort of this almost crackling energy. And Roger opens the door, head down, sort of eyes averted, and a woman enters the room and is definitely the source of this energy. She's not very tall, but she has features that very much look like she is from another time. Very classical. Uh, Her outfit is sort of a conglomeration of old and new. So it's got a vintage flair, but it looks absolutely pristine. So it's hard to tell if it is actually vintage or a recreation. She's almost got, if you want to compare her to somebody contemporary, almost a bit of like a Dita Von Teese vibe, where it's that just classic beauty that is also a little unusual. And she comes and she's got on a long robe that is trailing behind her as she enters the room. It's very dramatic and takes a seat at the head of the room with her back to the fireplace, looks around at all of you. Um, when she enters, I immediately follow what Roger's doing and kind of look down towards the floor and wait for, like, I'll stand up if I was sitting. I'll wait for her to sit and wait for permission to sit down. I was just going to say I sweep into kind of a deep bow, but I'm not going to avert my eyes. I just sort of do a curtsy. (laughs) That's all (laughs) I would know to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I also just kind of, my head is kind of like a more military-esque, like a a nod, but respectful. And I do also avert my eyes, but not low, but Mm -hmm. to the side. I appreciate the display of manners that you all have provided me uh, this evening. I take it that you are employees of mine after a fashion down a very long chain of command. But I find myself confused as to why you felt the need to come speak with me directly. Well, we have been dealing with the emerging situation with the... I mean, I'm sure you know, so please take no offense if I tell you things that you've already heard about. But we've been dealing with the situation with the rival club that's run by Niven. Niven, yes. Uh... And I know that he uh, has been quite the thorn in everyone's side for quite some time. But, you know, as we dug a little deeper, protected your assets, attempted to get ready for this opening, we also found out that it was highly likely that one of the kindred who is quite skilled at eliminating our own kind was sent to find you specifically. And we realized as we attempted to neutralize that threat that she had already gotten your address. My body language kind of starts to get a lot more unsure and my head droops a little lower as she's describing this. And Dahlia picks up on that and looks at you, Trix. Is there something you would like to add? Something perhaps your compatriot has left out? Uh, this, this, this assassin of Niven's is, um, Like, she really... It's like, I can't even get the words out. It's unfortunate, but the kindred of whom I spoke, who is also Niven's head of security, uh, Trix has had the unfortunate connection that it is her side. Ah, well, we don't always get to select our breeding, so I appreciate your coming here, despite the fact that your sire is uh, on the wrong team. I believe the phrase is. Niven has been the proverbial thorn in my side for quite some time. I don't know what you know of our history. Only the basest of rumors. Fair. Though, my dear, I would caution you not to interrupt when I am speaking. And I just incline my head. But uh, this silly game has gone on quite long enough, as far as I'm concerned, and... I would care for it to be put to bed. Oh, Niven. 
you have to understand that sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone, you come up with ideas, and when you separate from them, they feel that they are entitled to those ideas, such as vampire clubs. I mean, we've all seen Blade, of course. And it's not a bad point of reference to borrow from, but unfortunately, Niven has taken this game a little too far when I am the rightful owner of this idea and the structure that we should all be following going forward. Of course you are. And as we all know, some men just cannot handle rejection. I'm sure you might be aware, but I would like to say it out loud anyway. He's also trying to take over Sokar. Ah, now that is information that has not reached me yet. Unfortunately, my dear Rafi is trying to protect me out of some foolhardy idea that I need protection and has, uh, it seems, maybe not given me all the information or dug nearly as deep as you all have. I believe it's the latter. I think Rafi definitely has your best interest at heart. But we have been very diligent in our research. And diligence will be rewarded in time, I assure you. However, let's deal with the matter at hand. Obviously, Niven has some idea that he can take me on. And I'd rather not get my hands dirty with him again. But I'm open to proposals on the best way to deal with this situation, especially because you have been so diligent to this point and I believe that you can be of some assistance in that regard. If I may uh, I uh, I've been put in a terrible spot because of this sire of mine and I am currently probably uh, going to be wanted for murder pretty soon so I think it would be helpful to eliminate Julia as soon as possible, and I, I do need help in, in finding a place to hide. I've leaned so much on my teammates here, and um, I humble myself in asking for your direct help in my dire situation. If I may, I think that we need to think about not, you know, going in guns blazing, theoretically, but hitting them where it really hurts in the pocketbook. Uh, taking them down financially would be ideal. And as far as Julia, well, what's worse to a kindred than death? Imprisonment. Getting her arrested and taken in and imprisoned would be, uh, you know, when you're living forever, but you're in a cage. Imprisonment of our kind never goes very well because it's risks ruining the masquerade. So I would only propose this sentence for her if it could be done within our own means. As for you, Trix, what position do you serve within the organization? I hope you don't mind the irony, but I am the security manager of the club. And it had been going well up until um, these events. Well... I can only do so much to assist you, especially when it comes to the mundane world's views on murder and prosecution and all of that. But I could offer you a promotion of sorts to my own personal security team and accommodations that come with that. I am honored. I actually like full bo like bow for the first time. Also... I kind of look really nervously to the side, like, I don't think I can refuse. No. She made you a godfather offer. <laughs> yeah. I just, okay. No. Uh, I want you to be the head of my security. <laughs> now, as to the other matter, yes, hitting them in the pocketbook would be delicious. However, time-consuming. And considering... You are all here. Uh, I take it that time is of the essence. We believe so, yes. Absolutely. 
I don't want something interfering with the soft opening for tomorrow, so this needs to be dealt with immediately. And I can think of myriad options, but I'm of many minds on it. You have to understand when you've lived as long as I have, you can see sometimes too many possibilities and may overlook the simplest and best answers, which is why I keep such close counsel with my contemporaries. Mistress, if I may. So right now at this very moment, we have a three-layer cake. At the very top is Niven trying to take over Sokar. That's a very big piece of the puzzle that we unfortunately cannot deal with in a, in a short time, as you've already mentioned. The second layer is the Crypt Club and its possible rivalry with us, and it could cause us issues. I've already tried to do some small things to gum up their works a little bit, but we need to just wipe them out completely. And then the bottom layer is, of course, Trix's sire and that issue. That is a very personal issue at this point because Trix herself is under danger and her being, you know, formerly our security person and now your security person, it causes issues right now this second. Without their security, we would be making it much harder for them it would put them on more of a defense, but it would at least make sure that the soft opening was going to happen because she's the one that's throwing bodies at our front door and causing most of the issues. So if I may, I think we should eliminate the sire first, then tackle Crip Club, and then we'll deal with Niven financially, maybe more in a physical term as well, if that sounds agreeable to you all. You are correct that this is not an easy one-and-done kind of operation. And I certainly don't expect you to go and try and take on Niven because uh, he's quite a great deal older than any of you and more powerful because of it. I am normally of the mind of cut off the head of the snake, but this seems more of an issue of sweeping the legs out from under the situation, starting with Julia. I am able to dedicate some of my security force to go with you if you're able to locate and dispatch her. Uh, as for the Crypt Club, that will be a significant blow to Niven, and frankly, I'm not above the idea of a little arson. That's definitely doable. I mean, some of us have had practice with that this evening. <sighs> just have a, I just have a tight smirk on my face. <clears throat> I think we understand what we need to do. Does anybody else... The night is, the night is not as young as it was. And if we're going to have that soft opening, we need to get to work. We do. Does everyone agree? Yes. 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 Mistress, thank you for your time. Of course. Uh, do you keep me posted? I will have a discussion with Rafi about particulars of hierarchy and that you all are essentially promoted to a position in which you are welcome to speak to me directly. Thank you. Thank you, mistress. Much appreciated, mistress. Now, go take care of things and make sure that the opening tomorrow night is a success. It is uh, very important that not only this club, but uh, all subsequent clubs have a wondrous opening if my plans are to come to fruition. Of course. And I start following um, mm -hmm. Roger. Uh, and I also ask Roger, hey, so should I, what's the um, transfer paperwork you guys usually take care of? <laughs> Don't worry, documents will be in place and ready for you uh, within the next 24 to 48 hours. I will also make sure that the security detail that the mistress is sending along uh, will report to you directly as a security head. Ah, quite uh, overwhelming, but uh, I look forward to being part of the team. I'm just very uncertain. And he just goes, mm-hmm, and goes back to entering in and working on his his tablet <laughs> <laughs> like dang he's no steward <laughs> i mean you could probably negotiate to have steward brought with you if you're that attached to him 
Yeah, I do love Stuart, though he's also very, very qualified and could succeed me as the head of Hellfire Club. So a conversation for after our uh, assassination attempts. Our successful attempts. Our, yes. Because <laughs> it, it should be more than attempts if we would like to see another night. Yeah, this is kind of an all or nothing situation. So when we get back out to the car and we've driven far enough away, <laughs> let us all pull over to the side or go somewhere and have a quick meeting about what the fuck we're about to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need a game plan. I have a contact I know that could deal with the Crypt Club part of it, and that would leave us free to then strike at your sire after she's been bloodied a little bit. So Go on. Mm-hmm. Let me make my phone call real quick and then I will see if we can get it moving and uh, if they can strike tonight, we'll wait for them to strike and then we will clean up afterwards as, you know, if if they escape. Does that sound like a plan? Are you willing to share who this contact is? It's better if you don't know, honestly. I feel like at this point, secrets have done nothing but um, laid bodies at our doorsteps. A former Inquisition person that I have a contact with who's been doing some work for me. Because one day, probably in the near future, Josiah is not going to be in the position. that, And so I've been creating a nice big web. And uh, yeah, uh, there you go. Now I can use that and have them take out the club. Like I said, that'll bloody your sire pretty well. And then if she's not taken out by that, we can swing in and finish the job. Huh. I'd never thought I'd be shocked by you again, but here we are. Anyway, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. So is everybody on board? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I call Susan up. Hello. Hey, Susan, this is Simon. I have a job for you or your former friends I'd be willing to pay well for it, but it needs to happen very quickly. Okay. We have a club. It's called the Crypt Club. It's a vampire club that's going to be opening soon, and we need it to not open. We need it to burn. And so, you know, vampires are not very fond of fire. I'm aware. So we're hoping that maybe you and some of your former friends or current friends could take care of the issue for us. What would that cost? I am no longer connected with the Inquisition, and I don't intend to be connected with the Inquisition. There are many reasons I left. That's why I'm doing the work I'm doing. Well, then the choice would be to drop an anonymous tip, or you could do it on your own with some people that you do trust. Either way, we're willing to pay for the service, whether it's as an informant or as someone that does it themselves. I'll be honest with you. If you had a vampire you needed me to take out, that I could help with. Setting buildings on fire, not so much my bag. Well, there is one vampire in particular we do have that we could use some help with. Um, And maybe we can do it that way then. It's going to cost you a lot. I figured. I'm not uh, blind to capitalism. What what amount would you need? 100k. We can do it. All right. Give me some more information about this target. I give her all the information that I can, and if we can lure the person to a particular location with our bait, uh, you know, could you then help us take care of the situation? Yeah, I could probably do that. So, what location are you thinking? You have former experience with this. Do you have one you can suggest? Panicked vampires do not make good decisions. Panicked vampires are often panicked by fire. If you could maybe couple your arson with them being in the building, perhaps where they can run out and you need a confirmed kill, I can sweep in and take care of the problem. Okay, we can do that. How about an hour from now? And I give her the location of the club. I'll be there. All right, so I tell you all this. I go, I know I only gave us an hour to get this all together, but we don't have much more nighttime left. Let me try to get that money. Well, if you work on the finances, I can have Tomas work on the supplies. I can pitch in 30. I invested in Microsoft in the 80s. (laughs) 
Well, let me see if uh, let me see if uh, I need any of your monies at all. I, I'm hoping not. I'm going to call up uh, Josiah in a moment. Tricks. This is mostly going to be you and your security force setting the fire. So you and and Malice can talk about Molotov cocktails and ghouls. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's actually break down the best weak points because yeah we got access to a couple of blueprints i'm gonna pull up like some of our earlier act info that we had from the crypt club from way back let's see if we can figure out some weak spots and i start planning if you need help creating weak spots i don't know i can do corrosive vitae which acts like acid on non-living things not kindred but on <laughs> buildings or you know things like that so i i just have two Last thoughts before we kick all this off um, that I'm just going to throw out there for you all. I'm willing to bet that they have a safe somewhere in there with way more than 1K in it of spending cash. The second idea, though, one of my specialties is breaking in. I used to do that all the time. So I could possibly break in before the fire starts and cause some mayhem from inside. These are just ideas I'm throwing out. That's actually an interesting idea because it's doubtful that this safe is actually going to survive. But I may have some experience with larceny myself. We all had our youthful indiscretions, but my skills could be well suited to obtaining this cash that you assume is there, but also possibly some information. So you and I could break in why Trix and Blanca set up the fire outside. We break in, we do what we need to do to get to the safe, right? They get the fire going on the outside. We escape. Sire comes out. Susan kills her. If it all goes well, we're heroes. If it doesn't, we're Kentucky Fried Vampires. Indeed. You're so eloquent, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Certainly a way with words. <laughs> Between the two of us, we should be able to get in and deal with the situation. Even if we just get a laptop or two or a hard drive with some stuff, any of that kind of stuff would do well. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay. In that case, then I let me make my last phone call to Josiah because I want to make sure we have this money just in case, like as a backup. He's going to love this. All right. I call Josiah. Yes. Do you have news? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of news. So we are going to be taking care of the Crypt Club tonight, and we're going to be taking care of their security team so they don't leave bodies at our front door anymore. This order came from Dahlia herself, upper management. But how? How did you end up meeting with her? With someone like her, you don't get a choice on whether or not you meet her or not. She chooses for you, sir. Look, uh, we don't have a lot of time. We need $100,000 to make this happen. I'm sorry, you need $100,000? $100,000, yeah. It's, we have to use some outside security to be able to take care of their security setup, and we need money. We need cash to be able to do that. It has to happen tonight because we've been told by Dahlia that the soft opening tomorrow absolutely has to happen. I, and I, I don't want to cross her. But I, I don't deal with any of the finances. I don't have that access. That's, but you're right. You're right above me, sir. You have to go and, and get the money somehow. Am I? You clearly don't think so. Since you went over my head to, to Dahlia directly, why don't you ask her for the money? <laughs> uh, sir, I didn't go over your head. She spoke to us. Mainly, she spoke to Trix, who was the security person. And she gave Trix a promotion, which was odd. But she gave Trix a promotion to be her own specific security person. So she's no longer under anybody at the club. And this needs to happen. Yes, but you answer to me. It's not the other way around. Absolutely, sir. I understand. I'm just telling you the facts right now. It has, it's not a power play. We were approached. Trix got a promotion and we were told the soft opening absolutely has to happen. I'm telling you directly because you are my boss. 
you're my sire. I I'm, I'm following chain of command. I didn't go over your head to talk with anybody else. I'm giving you the ball to run with to make this all work. But we don't have a lot of time, unfortunately. Let's do a roll. You're going to have to soothe his ego because this... This sounds shitty as fuck to him. Absolutely. As soon as you said, I need a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I lost <laughs> <laughs> That was a little bit of John in there. I need a hundred thousand dollars in a, you know, a bag of trunk cocaine. Full of, yeah, trunk full of cocaine. <laughs> My God. Uh, I feel like this is a manipulation role. You can do either persuasion or etiquette. They're both the same, so I'll take. I'll, I'll say I'm going to use uh, persuasion. And this is against your sire. You know what? He's pretty cheesed off. I'm debating making this a contested roll. I think I'm going to do that versus giving you a bar to hit. Hold on a second. Right. Let me get some dice. I need a hundred grand and <laughs> <laughs> two helicopters, two turntables, and a microphone. And a goat. Don't ask. <laughs> All right. It's going to be sixes for our successes, and it's going to be whoever has the most successes. And remember, he, you learned this from him, so. <laughs> oh. I learned it from yeah. watching you, Josiah. Oh, he rolled <laughs> shit. <laughs> I have three successes. Uh, 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 uh. I have two. Oh, shit. Really? <gasps> no. Nine and a seven. I uh, I rolled eight dice and I got two successes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, he has the same amount as you. He beat you by one die. <laughs> beat by, by one die. Oh, let's see. Oh, this is nice. We haven't had a lot of failed rolls or contested rolls, so I'm very excited now. Listen, Simon, you learn from the best, and the best is me. I don't think that you are as sneaky as you think you are. You figure it out. You want to be big man? You figure it out. And he hangs up the phone. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll find the hundred grand the other way. Let's get this going. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been staring at Stymon, so I'm just looking like... He just said no to helping us with something that Dahlia told us to do. So he just literally handed me a card I can play later. Assuming we survive to play it. If we don't survive, then we don't have the card, sure. But he gave me a card, and I will play it later. All right, let's do this. Well done. Okie dokie. So I guess I am going to be contacting Stuart to... Well, because we got... I have men from Dahlia. It isn't enough to do this without the Hellfire people. For some reason, I assumed it was, like, supplementary. I think it's probably enough. You would be better off with the Gould people only because, you know, a little less fire bad. I'm going to send a text to Stuart one because I know probably Julia is monitoring me somehow. And uh, I'm going to just kind of indicate uh, I'm, I'm actually let me think about this before I just spitball here. Let me consult with my my teammates here <laughs> to make sure that Julia is there tonight I think she has to think that I'm going to show up either to ask or to fight or anything. So I'm going to let Stuart know in a casual way that that's where I'll be and to not look for me. And I think that will solidify our chances of uh, narrowing down where she is. Yeah. Plus, if she's focused on you, it'll help Malice and I... And your Inquisition buddy. And Inquisition Susan. <laughs> Inquisition Susan. It's the latest American Girl doll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to have our break-in team go first, I guess. And before we do that, Trix, do you want to set something up to make sure that Julia is going to be at the club later? Yeah. I'm going to just text. I can say... I, I want to talk. I'm coming to you and I'm sending that to her. You're sending a text message? Yeah. Uh, then uh, you get a reply. It just says, I'll see you soon, baby girl. I just show that to everyone else. Be like, all right. So. So Trix, you've contacted Julia. She's going to be at the club. We're going to go over to Simon and Malice. So you're going to go do a break in real quick and hopefully avoid 
all the people that are still roaming about the club. Correct? All right. Yep. And in preparation for that, I am going to activate my silence of death. And then so long as we don't, you know, pop into someone's line of sight, they at least will not hear me. Okay. All right. So I assume you all drive over towards the building and park away from it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where are, what's the entry point that you're going to use for sneaking in? Well, you had said it was kind of like an older building. A little bit. It's sort of a warehouse. Do you want to roll about it and see if you can find them a good entry point? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's do intelligence and investigation. What do I need to pass? Your difficulty six is you've scoped out the building before, so you're just trying to help them with the best entry point. Okay. Got it. Cool, cool. All right. I only have two successes, so... That seems awesome to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're able to find a weak point in the building. There's actually a weird access off of the alleyway that is not covered by cameras because it's sort of a almost like a backstage entrance. This building was used for maybe some illicit purposes in the past, and there's like a secret way that you are able to find in the blueprints that maybe they hadn't considered really being an entry point for them. So that's going to give Malice and Simon a good entry point that's real easy and get them in past the security area of the building. All right. Sounds good. Let's do this. Definitely better than the uh, sewers being notes for Atu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from Malice and Simon, I want to go ahead and get your first uh, stealth check. I'm going to say your difficulty is going to be sevens, and I want to know how many successes you each get. All right. I got four successes. Ooh. I got one. All right. Malice is carrying the load here. Yeah. <laughs> As usual. And is very much taking the lead, and you kind of wind through uh, passageways. You're really on top of hearing if anybody is coming, and, you know, there's like a real close call, but you manage to step back at just the right time to not get caught. And you find yourself at a series of doorways. They're not marked, so you need to find which of these doors is going to be the most likely to have something of value behind it. And you can do that one of a couple of ways. You can do an investigation about it, or you can do an awareness to see if there's something something else going on a little more supernaturally. I guess it depends on if you want to do more of a mundane role, or if you want to do something that's a little bit more kindred forward. How's your awareness? I have a little bit of awareness. We'll pick whatever's best and uh, go ahead and roll either intelligence and investigation or wits and awareness. Definitely okay. wits and yeah. awareness. All right. Difficulty is sevens. Tell me how many successes you get, please. Ooh. Ah, two successes. I was like, oh, only one success. And then I was like, no, that line is underneath the nine. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I got a 10, a 9, and two sevens. Holy moly. Wow. Nice. Wow. Nice. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Malice, you feel this, but just not to the same degree that Simon does. There's something weird behind one of the doors. It feels like when you've been around Blanca's magic. Okay. So do you feel that? Because there's something massive going on behind that door. I nod. All right. Should we go in? And do that kind of like after you gesture. Coffee, putting my life in danger. All right. So I go up, gently see if I can open the door without making any noise. I don't know if you want to do break in stealth or what do you want to do? The door opens without noise. And inside is a pretty bare storage room, but there is a safe inside. But there's some kind of barrier around it that feels magic. You can try and approach it and see what happens. You can try calling your magic expert who can maybe do tech support for you on the phone. Yeah, I think the second one is definitely, I'm not gonna be like, I wonder what happens if we get near. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. I'm perfectly fine. Just call the person who actually knows what the fuck she's talking about here. (laughs) Hey Blanca. Yeah. 
So we've run into a magical barrier that seems to be around this safe. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? Oh, no, 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 not that kind of support. Okay. Charming. Could you help us with this? Sure. What, is there anything glowing? Uh, yes. Yes, there's a red glow and a blue glow. Okay, okay. Any geometric patterns? No, none that I can... Okay, then I then I think I know what to do. And it's going to be a roll about it. <laughs> yeah. So let's do your... <laughs> Which one do so I cut, much, right? <laughs> uh, let's do your intelligence and occult. I have a seven, a nine, and a ten. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys are rolling so good. So it does seem to be pulsating in sort of this blue and red. You know that the blue is going to be well you know that they're in a bad situation because both variables of this barrier without actually having somebody there to break the spell is going to be difficult for them basically if they reach towards it depending on the light that's going on at the time it's going to be blazingly hot or cool to the touch so they basically need to work at cracking the safe during the blue flashes, because if they're in contact with the safe while it's flashing red, it's going to basically set their hand on fire. Okay. Uh, and I relay that information. <laughs> uh, okay. How long are the patterns? How long do we have between the switch? It's not perfectly timed. It's sort of like playing a game of stop you know where it's like go stop go stop so you're gonna have to work together to basically do a go stop game while <laughs> trying to crack the safe so Pooja's face mimicked my feelings and stuff. <laughs> like, oh. so here's how I'm gonna have you guys roll it because I'm assuming that the actual safe cracking is going to be coming from malice uh, I'm assuming I could be wrong well uh, I mean out of character I have two points in Larceny and three in Dex. You just mentioned, like, cracking a safe before, so that's why I assumed it was you, but... Can I help her? Well, you will. You're both going to be helping each other. Basically, one of you is going to be cracking the safe, and the other one is going to be monitoring the color to be like, stop, go, stop, go. And depending on how your roles marry together, you could be in trouble or not. Does that make sense? Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> so... I guess I'll crack and you, because it sounds like you have better awareness than I do, which would be what this needs to be. Yes. Great. So I'll crack you watch. All right. So I, it's going to be Dex and Larceny. Uh, difficulty is going to be sevens because it's not that difficult to actually do the cracking, but I'd like to know how many successes you get. And then Simon, I'm going to have you do wits and awareness. And this is going to be the trickier part. So your difficulty is eights, and I need to know how many successes you get. All right. Three successes. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Four successes. Shit. Wow. All right. So since you guys got more successes than I was expecting, uh, which is awesome, because uh, it was going to be one success per code number, and it's usually three. So you've got your three successes. And fortunately for you, Simon rolled four successes. So he's able to time out the stop and go for you while you get those three numbers cracked. And the safe opens up and the barrier dissipates. You guys got lucky. We got real lucky. What's in the safe? Oh, seriously. <laughs> How long are you going to stand investigating the safe? There's like some cash, but there's also a lot of like envelopes and documents and... Not investigate, just grab as much as we can. Just grab everything. Yeah, because we need all that money to pay. Yeah, and we're going to need that leverage later to protect our own asses. Yeah, yeah. I, you're not going to have time to go through the full contents of the safe right now. Right. I, I, I'm sorry. I was just wondering, like the overall, like, are we looking at... It's not like a safe, a safe stuffed full of money, but there's like, it looks like there's some bonds in there and, you know, just lots of different valuables. We'll check that out later, but at least we, we get every, absolutely everything we can and then we get the fuck out of Dodge. 
Okay, let's see how you do getting back out of the building. It's going to be dex and stealth again. Uh, difficulties are going to be sevens. And I want to know how many successes you get. Two tens and one seven. Uh, wow. Seven, eight, nine, which is hilarious. I actually rolled, I rolled like a flush but, or, or a straight rather. <laughs> yeah. But the important ones are the seven, eight, and nine. All right. Yeah, that's, you, you both managed to basically go back out the way you came. Smooth as butter. Yeah, y'all roll real good. I mean, the circus teaches us many things. Ariel is the least of them. <laughs> when we get out, I'm all like, I tell tricks like, all right, it's barbecue time. Well, yeah. So we are going to, after having our ghoul security team set up in the hidden, but waiting for our first two to exit, once they're clear, we want to send in a small contingent to set up uh, incendiary devices that Blanca can set off later. And then once we can actually identify where Julia is, whether running out or inside, I will move in and be the focus on her until we can have our Inquisition friends take her out when she has exited the building. Perfect. Timing is going to be really tight and very important to this because Julia is going to want to meet inside of the building. So you're going to have to be able to get out before kaboom time. Right. So I guess, yeah, if I can get to set up a signal, I can get once all the uh, devices are placed inside. <laughs> Caca! Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over here, over here, over here, over here. Yeah. Just flash the bat signal. Right. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wouldn't tricks have an earpiece? Yeah. She'll see it. But honestly, it could just be a text that's just like peanut butter or whatever. And then, I mean, uh, well, I, it depends if she's trying to kill me or not. This is the real thing. So maybe a text that's, you know, the fire emoji. No, <laughs> <laughs> that could be that. Or, yeah, that's the text. And if I don't see the text, I'll mention I'll smell something eventually. So I, I can I can do that. Yeah, just a simple message i'll make my way out hopefully while they're getting into position and they're they're going in i start doing my conjuring thing mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like you are inspired a little bit by the safe booby trap too and that reminds you like oh yeah i know this thing you know this incendiary spell that i can set off remotely so that's just like, oh, yeah, OK, <laughs> you know, if you can do the spell correctly, which we'll do a roll about it in a minute. OK. <laughs> All right. So, Trix, do you go up and knock to at the door that you know that um, Julia has been going in and out of? Or like, how do you want to do this? Yeah, I'm thinking actually I'll go through the door. There's like this weird side door, right? That uh, both Malice and Blanca went went into. Originally, I'll go to that because that's probably that would seem to me probably the more direct hallway or area to her. So, uh, yeah, I will just go up and knock. And there we go. The door buzzes to let you in. OK, I would like to use my awareness to just be. All right, let's roll wits and awareness. Difficulty sixes. OK, so that will be five. Don't fall. Ooh, look at this. Okay, I got three successes, 10, seven, and eight. Wait, how many did I have to get, though? He, I didn't tell you, but that's fine. Oh, shit. You, ro you rolled good successes. <laughs> so as you're about to walk in the door, you hear a click. You know enough from just being around Julia and around uh, and also hearing the experience that Blanca and Malice had there to turn around and cover your eyes because they have switched on the sun bright light the second that you walked in to try and blind you. But because you rolled so well, you heard the click in just enough time. And after a few seconds, you hear the click go off again. Well, I guess that wasn't worth anything, was it, baby girl? Well, it's worth it for people who don't know better. Have you finally reconsidered my offer? I'd really hate to have to kill you. You really are one of my favorites. 
Honestly, I don't believe you have the capacity to have a favorite anything. I guess at least disliked. I'm here to talk. You know you fucked up my whole situation. Situation I'd put years into. So I want to know what you have to offer. I just step closer to her. Not aggressively, but just like trying to appear earnest. What don't I have to offer? Work? Security? Home? I'd rather you leave that part out. Can we just... You're my sire. You're not my mom. That's it. I really hope that we can make this work. I don't have much other choice right now. So I am here and listening, but it makes sense why I'm angry, right? This isn't, uh, this isn't strange. This isn't unstable. This is normal. This is normal to be angry at you. You know what you've done. I take it that's a no then. It's honestly, I'm asking why, why, why am I your, your least disliked? Why am I even worth your time at this point? Because you're the most like me. More than you know. Listen, darling, this is really very simple and I'll make it very simple for you. You accept my offer or you don't. And I need a yes or I need a no. And I need it right now. What? What? Why? Why do I have to do it right now? She's on you like lightning. And she's got her hand on your throat and has you up against the door. Because I'm your mother. (laughs) My mother died. You killed my mom. I can never, ever, ever replace her with you. As my eyes are closed. You killed her, you know you killed her. And I could never, ever, ever accept you as part of my family. I could never love you. I could never do that. It's just babble. Unless she hits me or something, I'm gonna keep saying that. Just full, no, 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 you're not my mom. Then I guess we're done here. And she tightens her grip on your neck and starts to reach for something at her side. No one pad me down. Yeah, I am going to go for a weapon. So um, let's do a dex and brawl. Okay, that is five. That's all been five. Yeah, difficulty is going to be eight. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. And she's right up in my face. Man, for the sake of buying time, I le- I might have sacrificed myself. I hope you guys appreciate it when I'm dead. Uh, okay, I got two two eights. Everything else is yeah, no. Okay, you're still fast enough that you you manage to catch her off guard. You take the knife and you bring it up and swipe it across her cheek and leave this like deep cut right across her cheek. So while this is happening, Blanca, you see the last of the security team leave the building and the last one gives you a thumbs up and moves away from the building. Okay, I text the fire emoji and then I cast my spell, which I'm assuming is intelligence and occult or is it wits and occult? Um, I want to make it wits and occult because I feel like that's more uh, casting magic is less of a thing of the mind and more of, you know, the the spirit heart kind of thing. If I can be real fancy about it. And difficulty is going to be sevens. Okay. I got a nine. (laughs) Oh, that's still that's good. So you're casting. What is this like? Okay, well, you know, I do some things with my hands and I mumble some mumbo jumbo. And then I put my hand like I'm going to be blowing a kiss and I just blow. And then the fire starts. And it's explosive and very quick. So you hear the building, you hear all the rumbling and everything. It happens faster than you were expecting. The fire builds and fortunately for you, your sire is actually blocking you from the flames that are coming this way and engulfing the space behind her. It blasts you both out the door into the alleyway and she loses her grip. Ugh, I'll take that easy little window. I'm continuing to roll away if possible. And if uh, I'm not too injured, get up and get my bearings. And as you're doing that, you have the screaming, angry, on fire, Julia standing over you. And as you're 
trying desperately to backpedal away from her, you hear this sudden and a wooden arrow goes right into her heart. And she gives kind of this little like, oh, expression and drops. I just like, I'm staring at it in shock. The now corpse that's burning. Um, I text her the running emoji. <laughs> yeah, I, can I grab her by the arm and say, yeah, let's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and as you all rush in to grab Trix and drag her away from everything, Simon, you look over your shoulder and you see Susan slipping back off into the shadows. And you hop in the car and you leave the Crypt Club behind in a blazing inferno. That went well. I can't, I, I, I can't believe it. I can't. I cannot believe we did that. We did, though. But we still have some business we have to take care of. Right. And a soft opening tomorrow. <laughs> How much time do we have until sunrise? Like, nada. <sighs> I do want to lean into Blanca and just whisper in your ear that, that we never would have succeeded without you. And I don't know how many people will remember or know, but I won't forget. And I pay my debts. It's a lot coming from you, Malice. Thank you. If I could cry, (laughs) I I would. You can. It's blood tears. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get all sentimental on me, darling. (laughs) I want to call Rafi. Okay. Sir, this is Simon. Has Josiah told you anything about what just happened and is going on with the Crypt Club and all of that yet? What is all of that? I don't understand. So he hasn't spoken to you yet? No, he's been off sulking somewhere. Dahlia approached Trix and gave her orders to take out the Crypt Club. I called Josiah to let him know what was about to happen and to ask his help from the club, him being my immediate boss. And he got upset with me, thinking that it would be a good idea not to help. We were successful. The Crypt Club is no longer there. We blew it up and we dealt with their security so no more bodies will be showing up. The soft opening will happen. And Trix is now the head of Dahlia's security team. With all of that, sir, I tell you this with kind of a heavy heart, but I can't keep dealing with my loyalty to Josiah and my loyalty to the club. So... We need to figure out a a way to move forward because if I call and tell him that I need help from the club and he gets upset with me, then it's an issue. I will have a conversation with Josiah. I will similarly have a conversation with Dahlia. But if you've accomplished all that you say you've accomplished, then we owe you thanks and accommodations. Well, I didn't do it by myself. Malice, Trix, and Blanca all pitched in quite a bit. We all worked together. It wouldn't have happened, but the place is on fire as we speak and head of their security is dead. So the soft opening will, like I said, happen as we planned for. That is good news. And I expected nothing less from this team. I'll see you tomorrow night, sir. I'll see you tomorrow night. And I think that's where we're going to end it for this season of Unquiet Blood Hellfire. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in and listening to the show. It's been a hell of a romp to run and unexpected in many ways that we'll unpack in a after show that you will hopefully tune in for as well. Could not have done this without excellent players. But before I dive into where you can find them, I want to remind you that I have been and will continue to be Mac Beauvais, and you can find me everywhere as at strange like that on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, my website, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. I really hope that you all look for me and the players online and tell them how much you enjoyed listening to this season. So let's see where we can find everybody else. Let's start with Saint. Hello, I am Saint Spider, and you can find me on uh, Twitter if you're looking online. That is at Saint Spider TV. So S A I N T S P I D E R T V. Thank you. Hello, I am Pooja, and I've been playing Malice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at L A Daisy Girl. That's L A D E S I Girl, and pretty much all the other socials as Forgotten Saves. If you want to hear me play more TTRPGs, you can find me on Happy Jacks RPG, where most 
Recently, I've been playing an actual Catwoman, assassin slash ambassador for the Consulate of the Dead. Hey, I'm Michelle, and you can find me on Twitter at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. Hello, I am Wes Otis, and you can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter at Plate Mail Games. You can find the show at our website, which is 12sidedstories.com, all spelled out. All of our links are there. You can find us our Discord, where to listen to other our past podcasts, where to check out the stream. Everything you need is is on the it's kind of the one-stop shop for all of our links. So definitely go there and check it out. If you want to help us out, definitely join us over on Patreon and Coffee. Uh, and that is it. Thank you so much for running uh, this season, Mac. Thanks everybody for playing. And we uh, we will be back next week with our postmortem for Hellfire Season One. Uh, so definitely come back and listen to that. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.